WXGI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg. Coming up on baseball tonight, we finally have made it to opening night in what will be a baseball season unlike any other. How have teams dealt with the five-month layoff and how will teams handle health issues that come up at certain points? It's already happened on night one. The defending champion Washington Nationals host the New York Yankees next on ESPN Radio. God, look out. Leaping and he caught it. He absolutely made a brilliant catch. Swing and a miss. Breaks out the side. Now, here's Kevin Winter. It is a day in which we were not sure we were going to see opening day for the 2020 Major League Baseball season just four months later. The last time we were all together, this happened. The 3-2 on the way. Swing and a miss. Hudson gets him. Throws his glove towards his teammates as they race out of the dugout. And the celebration begins for the Washington Nationals. As they come together in a cluster on the infield, this improbable story from mid-May on as the Nationals overcame a dreadful start to the season, got hot, and just continued right on through the postseason. And for the first time ever, the Washington Nationals are World Series champions. Dan Shulman and Chris Singleton had the call right here on ESPN Radio. March 27th was going to be the day the Nationals celebrated that championship, their opening day. But on March 11th, the sports world changed after Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the coronavirus. The NBA that night announced they were shutting down. The next day... Baseball did as well. And with that, we welcome you into the studio. Baseball tonight here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm Kevin Winter. COVID-19, the coronavirus. It is a deadly pandemic that has dramatically changed all of our lives. More than 4 million cases alone here in the United States and more than 143,000 dead because of it. And while there was still no vaccine, the numbers slowed down enough where the powers that be thought a baseball season could be played, albeit a shortened season. And after much, and I mean much, back and forth, the players and owners finally agreed on a 60-game season. So here we are, and yet we still can't even escape the coronavirus because just a few hours before we hit the air tonight, ESPN Baseball Insider Jeff Passan reported that Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals has tested positive for COVID-19, meaning he's not only out tonight, but he's out for a while. And this is the newest challenge that managers and teams will have to deal with in 2020. With more on tonight's season opener between the Nationals and the Yankees, our broadcast team alongside Chris Singleton, here's John Shambi. Kev, thanks very much. Yeah, lots to get to. The Nationals will be without their best player tonight, Juan Soto. More on that coming up. But first, John Shambi, Chris Singleton with you. And Chris, I'm in Bristol. You're in Atlanta. It's going to make for an interesting broadcast. Yeah, I'll miss you, buddy. Not being able to uh, poke at you is, uh, you know, on the air, off the air. But, hey, listen, both of us are extremely uh, grateful and uh, excited to get some baseball going. We have been starved for months. And I think like a lot of our listeners, we'll take what we can get right now because these are some special players that are on the field, and this pitching matchup as well is going to be outstanding. So uh, I'm sure we'll all enjoy it. Soto not playing. It's jarring because it is COVID-related, but there's also the baseball component. He's their best player. He's one of the best young hitters in the game. Yeah, and from day one, you know, every skipper and every team understands that this is going to be an interesting season to, to navigate, even though it's only 60 games, with all the testing and uncertainty. But specifically, when you talk about Dave Martinez and the Nationals, you look at two of their you know, biggest performers in terms of production last year, Anthony Rendon, no longer a National. He's a Los Angeles Angel. And then Juan Soto, who is now you know, going to miss a couple of weeks uh, after testing positive for COVID. So there is definitely uh, missing production in that lineup. So it's just going to create an opportunity for some other guys to try to step up and make an early impression out of the gate. This is a team that endured a lot of adversity last year 12 games under 500 at one point ended up winning the world series can't ask for a better pitching matchup than what we have garrett cole max scherzer two guys with really impressive resumes 
Boog, we're talking about one future Hall of Famer in Max Scherzer. He's headed that way. And we might even start to lean towards Garrett Cole following in those footsteps. These are two of the game's best right now. And you could argue that they are 1-2 and two or 1-1A one one uh, in that regard. But we're going to see some power fastballs. We're going to see some swinging and some missing as each uh, has double-digit strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, but most of all, we're going to hear the crack of the bat at times. We're going to hear the pop of the catcher's mitt. And we're going to hear some sounds of baseball. As far as the Yankees are concerned, they're the favorites, according to a lot of people. What's your take? I think that uh, that roster, if they can stay somewhat healthy in terms of just baseball-related and then also uh, be able to avoid uh, too many setbacks uh, from COVID, uh, they're a great team. And, I, and I've got a lot of confidence in Aaron Boone, the way that he's been able to handle a roster uh, over just the first couple of seasons in the, in the big leagues as a skipper with the injuries and things changing from day to day. And this isn't exactly the same, but I think uh, he's, if any skipper, uh, has gotten an opportunity to get some experience and being able to mix it up and, and act on the fly. I think Aaron Boone's done it. So all that said, yeah, this is a definitely favorite in the American League. This is going to be fun here tonight as we get baseball going. Finally, the Nationals at home taking on the Yankees. Back to the studio in Kevin Ware. Boog Singy, thank you very much. Major League Baseball at ESPN Radio brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, proudly serving members of the Armed Forces, the DOD, veterans and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. It is a baseball season that is going to be unlike any other. The guys mentioned in terms of broadcast, just everything that's involved. But it still is baseball. Three strikes and you're out. Three outs and the inning is over. But because of the shortened season, there are some rules that are going to be implemented this year for the sprint. Two big changes that fans will notice right off the top. First, for the first time in its history, the National League will use the designated hitter. This is in place for the 60-game sprint in an effort to protect pitchers as healthy pitchers will be more valuable than ever. The second biggest change is that extra inning games will start with a runner on second. It's a crazy idea that the minor leagues used the last two seasons, but it was first tested in the World Baseball Classic. The pitch, Rosario swings, lights one to center field. Profar comes in, makes a catch, Correa tags. Here comes a throw, a couple hops, Correa slides, he's safe, and Puerto Rico celebrates. To ensure there were no marathon games, and given the unique circumstances for this season, it's now a rule in the major leagues for regular season games only. The spot in the batting order that made the last out of the previous inning, well, that person will open up extra innings on second base. As for pitchers, you have to face a minimum of three batters. Kind of. If you start the game, you have to face a minimum of three batters. No more one batter options. If you're a reliever, you have to face a minimum of three batters. Lefty versus lefty specialist? Nope, not anymore. Unless you come into a game with two outs and you get the final out of the inning. Then, you don't have to pitch the next inning. Also, the only exceptions while an inning is in progress to come out of the game are for injuries or illness. And the final change for 2020 is the social distancing rule, especially on the field whenever possible. This is especially true for confrontations. The rule says players or managers who leave their positions to argue with umpires come within six feet of an umpire or an opposing player or manager for the purpose of argument or engaging in altercations on the field, well, they're subject to immediate ejection and discipline, including fines and suspensions. So, in other words, Aaron Boone, no more of this from a year ago. It happened one year ago, almost to the week. Aaron Boone did that in a game, and he was not around long. That is a change, though, that will happen this year. No more. It's not going to be allowed. Kevin Winter with you. We should get you set for opening night for the Nationals and the Yankees. Of course, the big story is Juan Soto has COVID-19. He tested positive. With that, we go to the Shell Pennzoil Performance Center. Welcome in Buster Olney, our ESPN Baseball senior reporter, who's going to be part of the uh, the broadcast team with Matt Vasgersian and Alex Rodriguez. And Buster, it's an opening day that's unlike any other. We find out Juan Soto testing positive for COVID-19. What are the concerns from managers and other members of organizations that you've talked to about this all together. Yeah, that they're going to live through what the Nationals live through today. Uh, and that this is just start of 
uh, a real maze of health and safety protocol to get to. Davey Martinez told us that, you know, he got the call this morning about Juan Soto at about 9.30 or so, and then he spent most of the next four hours on the phone going through health and safety protocol, going through contact tracing, trying to figure out, okay, who's been in contact with Juan in the last two days, who was around him, who was in the – they're going through hitting groups, batting practice schedules, those type of things. That's not the normal preparation for opening day. Uh, and, and let's face it, you know, as this goes along, what's here from players, Sean Doolittle, national reliever yesterday, said that generally speaking, he feels uh, better than he did at the outset of this thing. He feels the players are taking it seriously. But inevitably, players are going to get uh, sick and test positive the way that uh, that uh, Juan Soto has. Buster, the other impact is not just on individual players, and that they may wind up missing a couple of weeks. Buster, we have a team in Major League Baseball right now that got kicked out of its country, or that it actually is not allowed to host teams in its country. The Toronto Blue Jays don't have a home for their home games because Canada said you can't play home games in, in the city of Toronto. What's up with, with Toronto, and where could they be playing? So they're on, like, plan E or plan F at this point. Oh. They're talking to the Baltimore Orioles about possibly using Camden Yards. But, of course, the same thing could happen with that plan as it happened with the Pittsburgh plan is that the governor, concerned about the health of his state citizens, could step in and say, no, we're not doing that. They could always go back uh, to their own AAA affiliate in Buffalo and play there. But the players have made it clear to the front office that their preference would be to play in a major league facility. Okay. And the last scenario possibly would be that the Blue Jays being a 60-game uh, road team. In other words, that you know they would go through their regular schedule and they were scheduled to be home. They would uh, say against the Yankees or the Red Sox, they would go to Yankee Stadium, Fenway Park, and play as the home team. That would mean 66 straight days on the road for the Blue Jays, which would be insane. As we're all trying to combat the coronavirus and, ma and making sure that a spread like that doesn't happen, the Blue Jays would never have a home. They'd be on the road the entire time. Unreal. Buster Only, our baseball insider, joining us here on Baseball Tonight. Before we do have opening night for the Yankees and the Nationals, Buster's going to be on uh, the television coverage. We'll get some of those thoughts in a moment. There is news today, Buster, that the extended postseason, it has been uh, ratified and agreed to by the Players Association. The owners, are, are they're going to say yes. What does this mean now and, and that, uh, come the end of the 60-game sprint? I think especially this year uh, when it's such an unusual season, a 60-game season, uh, you know, situations like we have with the Blue Jays, it makes sense that if they're going to try something like an expanded playoffs that they would do it in this way. Uh, yeah, so 16 teams make the playoffs. Interestingly, it's not just the three division winners and next five best records. It's the first and second place finishers in each of the three divisions in each league uh, plus the next two best records to make up the eight teams. And here's the kicker. At the back end of that, uh, what they're planning on doing is, is having a selection show uh, at the end of the year, and then you'd have the number one seed, the number two seed, the number three seed, the division winners, pick their opponents <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs, which, let's face it, you know, we'll go into the year with the Dodgers and the Yankees being prohibitive favorites, yeah. and to have the first round be a best of three, they'd be fighting for their lives right away. Buster Olney, ESPN Baseball Insider. Buster, do me a favor. Don't go too far because you are going to be on the call of tonight's game. He's going to be working the television side with Matt Vasgersian and Alex Rodriguez. I want to get the thoughts of Buster about what it's actually like being in a ballpark where there are no fans. Kevin Winter with you. John Chomby, Chris Singleton. Have our call here on ESPN Radio for the Nationals and the Yankees. Track phone wireless puts you in control of your smartphone plan with unlimited carryover data. Get on unlimited talk and text smartphone plans for as low as $20 a month with no contract. With unlimited carryover data, you keep what you don't use on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Get high-quality smartphones at a great price. This is your wake-up call. Learn more at trackphone.com today. Trackphone Wireless, now you're in control. It is opening night, but not just on the diamond. It's also opening night for your fantasy team. Fantasy Focus Minute. With Tristan H. Cockroft, I am Eric Carabell with your weekend preview. Brewers pitchers this weekend, Tristan. Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta. Very interesting strikeout right-handers at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. What do you think? I like them quite a bit. The only question I have is really pitch counts for those, but definitely will start them all, and I think they are great upside plays. Definitely great upside plays there. Uh, Reds hitters get to face Detroit. 
Uh, Cleveland hitters get to face Kansas City. Wow, both at home. Anybody, anybody you're trying to force in your lineups like Domingo Santana, Nick Senzel, maybe Shogo Akiyama. Yes, Akiyama is one who stands out because of the hefty dose of right-handed pitching, especially in the first week on ESPN, which runs the first 11 days. The Reds stand out with the best schedule for hitters overall, so Akiyama is definitely a big one. Anybody lefty on the Reds is an okay by me. And by the way, the champion Nationals are back at it. A lot of underrated options here. Howie Kendrick can play a couple infield positions. Very underrated. He's going to back clean up. Carter Keeblin with third base. Eric Thames at first base. I think they win the NL again for fantasy. Howie Kendrick, how much do you like him? And Keeblin and Thames. I do like them a lot, and I like Thames, and they went for good prices in all of my drafts. I think they're fine plays, including in the ESPN Standard game where they fill in back end of the lineup spots, and they are multi-position eligible, Kendrick is. And if you're still drafting this weekend, think about your Nationals. For more, download and subscribe to the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Think about this. The National League also has the Universal DH this year. Coming up next on Baseball Tonight, which top five players are setting out the season, plus also which NL team is going to benefit the most from having a DH? You're listening to Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio the ESPN app. Coming up Thursday, it's been a wild, dramatic road, but it's baseball's opening day, plus the latest on a potential delay for college football. And we play Book It. Go look at Wingo Thursday, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. FX on Hulu is now streaming. It's probably the best idea I've ever had. It's a complete no-brainer. Including your favorite FX shows like Atlanta, American Horror Story, Fargo, and more. Even exclusive new series, Devs, and Mrs. America. And streaming soon, A Teacher, starring Kate Mara and Nick Robinson. And The Old Man, starring Jeff Bridges. This is not someone to underestimate. See why Variety calls FX one of TV's hottest brands. FX on Hulu. Free with every Hulu subscription. Now streaming. Hey, this is Bomani. This week on The Right Time, we talked about the NFL trying to get training camp started and where they may have some problems. We also talked to Vinny Goodwill of Yahoo Sports about what's going on in the NBA bubble. The WNBA. We are in this. In it for the fight. In it for change. In it because we're relentless. And we love this game. In it for the everyday reminders of why we play how far we've come, and what's next. The WNBA. We're in it for good. Season tips Saturday at noon on ESPN and 3 Eastern on ABC. First take, your take. The NBA shut everything down, said, okay, with relatively few people, once we can get our hands on enough tests, where testing is more widely available, we're not taking it away from people who really need it, we'll set up a bubble, strict protocols, you can't bring your family, it's only a couple months because we're almost done with our season. That approach leaves me cautiously optimistic that they can finish the whole thing. First take, your take, from 1 to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Over the last few months, we've had a lot of time on our hands. You've taught your dog to sing. Good boy, good boy. You've posted stuff. Honey, you didn't send that, did I, you? I didn't mean to. Why did you do that? Picked up an instrument. Well, now it's time to get out and play. Tennis. Because tennis lets you keep your social distance without being socially distant. It's for every age, every level, everyone. So call a friend, grab a racket. Let's get out and play. Brought to you by the USTA. First take, your take. Decisions that are bad for business get their attention. Being a racist is bad for business. Being associated with teams whose names and whose mascots are associated with racial slurs, that's bad for business. And obviously the investors, they have the power to affect change. And that is something that resonates with people like Dan Snyder. First take, your take. From 1 to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. LeBron is back. It's a two-on-one to James for the throwdown. Kawhi is back. Top of the key three. That's good. Kawhi Leonard splashes one down. The NBA is back. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers from the NBA bubble at Walt Disney World. Next Thursday at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Presented by Indeed. 
Wes, it's starting to feel like a routine, man. I'm kind of liking this. <laughs> it's go time. Packer and Durham bring you a daily rundown of all the happenings in the ACC. I spoke for all 100 guys on our team, all our backgrounds put together. And special guests from all over the sports world. To have the longest win streak in Division One sports, that's pretty special, I think. You guys got to have me home more often, man. You got to start coming together. Packer and Durham. We really have a loaded show. Weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ACCN and streaming live on the ESPN app. This is Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Don't have time to wax your car? 303 Touchless Sealant is a quick and easier solution. Simply spray on and rinse off. It's that easy. Get ultimate protection and shine in minutes that lasts up to six months. Now available at O'Reilly, AutoZone, and Advance Auto Parts. Visit 303radio.com for more info. Yankees in the Nationals opening night 2020. Kevin Winter with you. Baseball tonight on ESPN Radio presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Coming up in five minutes, which National League team has helped the most with the added designated hitter this season? You know, since 1973, when the American League introduced the DH, the AL has scored 28,000 more runs in the National League. But the DH was almost in the National League nearly 40 years ago. As Jeremy Schaap reports, in the summer of 1980, it was one man's passion that altered baseball history. We might like to think that our world has been shaped by the decisions we've made. That history is the accumulation of our intentions. But the universe isn't that orderly. Sometimes things are the way they are only because someone went fishing. Since I was probably four or five, I loved to get up early in the morning and be the first person on the water. It's just being out in nature and having a good time. Growing up in the family that owned the Philadelphia Phillies, Robert Carpenter III drank deeply the spirit of baseball. We became involved with the Phillies in 1943 with my grandfather. Some of the old school, which certainly my father was, the diehard field guys, I doubt if many of them really liked the designated hitter. Designated hitter. Well, I said we don't like the designated hitter. You're going to adapt the hitter pretty soon. No, we won't. No, we won't. But the stench didn't prevent National League executives from wallowing in envy as their American League counterparts saw gains in runs and attendance with the advent of the designated hitter. This ball club drew uh, less than 800,000 people last year, and that's the, that is the quintessential challenge. Frank Cashin was the Mets general manager in the 1980s. Paid attendance was still the big thing, and that was uh, one of the big reasons why we went after the designated hitter. By the summer of 1980, Cardinals general manager John Claiborne was the leader of a National League faction determined to wring the bats out of the hands of the pitchers. You had certain National League people. They were adamant. It's been done this way. We ain't changing it. I, I can't accept that. Never could about anything. Tal Smith is a former general manager of the Houston Astros. I thought it was best at that time because a lot of fans really don't enjoy a, a two-to-one or three-to-two ball game as much as they do a seven-to-six game. Ruley Carpenter's Philadelphia Phillies had their own reasons. You look at what's to your advantage at the time, and from a tactical standpoint, the DH would have worked in our favor. Former Phillies vice president Bill Giles. The Phillies decided they wanted it because we had uh, a couple of good hitters that weren't very good in the field, Keith Moreland and Greg Luzinski. It was decided that there would be a yes-no vote at the National League meetings in August of 1980. If a simple majority, seven of the 12 teams voted yay, the designated hitter rule would be adopted. And when the discussion came up about the DH, we were informed that the DH would not be effective until a year and a half later, so I didn't know what to do. Knowing that the DH rule wouldn't take effect in the NL until 1982 and now uncertain of what to do, Bill Giles tried to reach out to his owner, Ruley Carpenter. On August the 13th of 1980, the day that the vote was taken in the National League on the designated hitter, I was fishing with my daughter 
and my goddaughter at a location in the Delaware Bay known as the Anchorage. So I couldn't get in touch, so I didn't know what to do. So I abstained in the vote. And of course, an abstention is the same as a no. Again, former Cardinals general manager John Claiborne. I was less than happy. Uh, I mean, here where he's, I'm counting my votes on my fingers. I said, we got enough votes here. And then Pittsburgh, Harding Peterson, the GM for the Pirates, was told to vote the way the Phillies vote. So when I abstained, they abstained, and then Houston also abstained. With the tally at four yeas, five nays, and three abstentions, Bill Giles wasn't ready to surrender. I asked for a recess because I was desperately trying to get in touch with Mr. Carpenter. Well, when you're out fishing, I mean, to have your daughter and goddaughter with you and you're having fun and catching a few fish, and I just kept thinking, I wonder what poor old Bill Giles is going through over in that meeting. <laughs> with Giles still unable to reach Carpenter, the count stood. The abstentions had undone the push for the designated hitter. Again, former Mets general manager Frank Cashin. To pass and not vote was, uh, I was going to say cowardly, but that's too strong a word. It was frustrating, let me say that. It was frustrating. And that went with all three of them. Uh, I mean, make a vote. Belly up at the bar and uh, show some courage and make a vote. They didn't. Again, then Astros GM, Tal Smith. I certainly understand John's frustration. Uh, if the vote had taken the day before or the day after, uh, chances are the National League would have had the DH from 1982 on. When we left the meetings, I, I told people I wanted the ownership back to the table again. And I said, well, I'm going to put it out there every six months. Little did I know I wasn't going to last six days. <laughs> Five days after the meeting, the Cardinals fired John Claiborne. You lost the flag carrier, which was me. I was a thorn in the side of those people who were against it. And I think once you lost that, it sort of just disappeared. The National League has yet to again vote on the DH. There's a good chance it may never. Former Phillies vice president, Bill Giles. The result of Mr. Carpenter going fishing is, is rather profound. And, and because it would have changed a lot of things in baseball. I'm glad I went fishing, and uh, philosophically, I'm an old school guy, and I'd like the way it turned out. And on the day in question, we caught 39 sea trout, two flounder, and one shark for a grand total of 42 fish. Not bad. Jeremy Schaap reporting. No, not bad at all. When the American League implemented the designated hitter back in 1973, scoring across Major League Baseball increased 14%, the third biggest year-over-year -year increase in modern baseball history. Question is now, for 2020, should we expect a similar increase? Last year, National League teams averaged 13% more runs per game when they had a DH compared to where they didn't, which leads to the question, which NL teams are set to benefit the most with the addition of the DH? Kyle Schwarber. Chicago Cubs. 3-2, a swing and a high fly ball. Right center field. It is way out of here. A long, long home run for Schwarber. The bulky Cubs right-handed hitter set career highs last season with 38 home runs, 92 RBI, and an 871 OPS. He's never been stellar defensively. But Kyle Schwarber does carry the big stick. If there were ever to be a designated hitter full-time at the National League, he's got the look and the feel of one. Oh, and it should be noted, Schwarber leads all active NL players with nine home runs as the DH in interleague games. Yoenis Cespedes. New York Mets. Swing and a drive, left field, way back there, on its way, and gone. Wow! Think about this. When Yuenis Cespedes takes the field for the Mets this year, it'll be the first time he's played a big league game in two years after heel and ankle surgeries. But as a designated hitter, there's a lot less running. When he was healthy for the final 57 games with the Mets in 2015, Cespedes had 17 home runs. 
Marcelo Zuna. Atlanta Braves. In a high drive, deep left field, toward the corner. Marcelo Zuna's hit it out. Up to Big Macland in left field. Ozuna was signed to a one-year, $18 million deal in the offseason to replace the departed Josh Donaldson. But Ozuna's a defensive liability. Not on the offensive side, however. Over the last four years, he ranks in the top 20% of all players in slugging, OPS, and home run rate. Chuck Peterson. Los Angeles Dodgers. Deal one. Swing and a high fly ball towering and deep. Way back to right field. A home run for Chuck Peterson. Because of the acquisition of Mookie Betts, Peterson almost got traded to the Angels. But the deal fell through. Now, the richer, richer. The Dodgers outfield is Betts, Cody Bellinger, and A.J. Pollock. So the guy who had a career-high 36 home runs last year is an ideal DH versus right-handed pitching. Nicholas Castellanos. Cincinnati Reds. 1-1 pitch. Swung on club deep to right field. Mazzara going back at the warning track and the wall. He looks up and it is up and out. Long name, long ball. Three-run homer, Nicholas Castellanos. After finally leaving pitcher-friendly Comerica Park, Castellanos went nuts last season in the final 51 games for the Cubs, hitting 16 homers with an OPS over 1,000. With the addition of Castellanos, whose defensive war has been in the negative the last five years and the gift of the universal DH, Castellanos can just swing away. And we'll see what the impact is for the designated hitter, a universal one in this 60-game sprint. Kevin Winter with you. Coming up next on Baseball Tonight, presented by Navy Federal Credit Union, Nationals manager Dave Martinez. He explains what went through his mind after he found out Juan Soto tested positive for COVID-19. Couch down to the Nationals and the Yankees. This is Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Today... Pros have to do whatever it takes. The Home Depot is here to make that easier. We've got the products you know and trust on our app. Delivery options to get what you need exactly where you need it. And a delivery tracker that keeps you up to date on the status of your order. So you can keep doing what you do best. Whatever it takes to get the job done. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Foot odor throwing you off your game? Stick to a winning game plan with Odor Eaters, featuring three advanced odor and wetness fighters. The lineup provides long-lasting odor control plus more to keep your feet on their game. Odor Eaters powder provides outstanding moisture control. Clear drying spray is the MVP in preventing athletes' foot, while insoles work continuously to manage wetness while adding a layer of comfort. Pick up today at Walmart, Target, CVS, Dollar General, or other fine retailers. Odor Eaters. Destroy foot odor with the best in odor defense. It's a new season. And at Sport Clips Haircuts, all of our stylists are clean certified and guy smart. So come in and get yourself back in the game and ask for your free upgrade to our legendary MVP experience. It's a mancation with our hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and a winning cut. Check in online and walk out with confidence. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. With haircut purchase, ask your stylist for free upgrade. Ends 8220. Terms at sportclips.com slash thank you. And you'll be stepping out like a pro. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Jiffy Lube. Nights can be hard for foster kids, especially the first night. But it doesn't take much to help them feel comfortable, feel secure, feel loved. That's why Mattress Firm Foster Kids, a program of the Ticket to Dream Foundation, is dedicated to helping foster kids get a good night's sleep. Little things like new books and PJs can help a foster child feel safe. You can help us make a difference for foster kids of all ages. Visit mattressfirmfosterkids.org to donate today. Right now on Macy's.com, you can donate to the Meals on Wheels COVID-19 Response Fund and help provide meals to seniors in need. It only takes $10 to deliver a meal, plus provide a check-in to keep seniors safe and secure at home. Support the Meals on Wheels COVID-19 Response Fund when you shop online now through August 31st. Macy's is proud to celebrate 22 years of supporting food banks across the country. Learn more at Macy's.com slash Macy's Gives. 
There are people who say things aren't made here anymore. Those people should make a trip to Michigan, or Kentucky, or Illinois, where you'll find our workers, and dealers, and engineers, and technicians building at the Ford Motor Company, the same way we have for over a century, in the same place, for the same reason, built for America. At Navy Federal Credit Union, our arms are wide open to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and the DOD. All are welcome to join. Whether you're active duty, a veteran, or if you have family who have served, we've always got your six. That's why members earn and save $289 more per year by banking with us. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Visit NavyFederal.org. Dollar value based on 2018 study by Navy Federal. This is Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Kevin Winter with you in studio. Baseball tonight is presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Opening night 2020. Took a little while to get here because of the coronavirus pandemic. Yankees and the Nationals coming up. COVID-19 isn't going away. In fact, it is still here in baseball because this afternoon, about 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals, the news came out that he had tested positive. He would be out of tonight's game and would be out a while longer. Just about an hour later, I spoke with Washington Nationals manager Dave Martinez. I asked him that he's the first manager who's had to deal with something like this. In fact, how do you deal with something like this when a player is ruled out because of COVID-19 on the day of a game? Yeah, I got the phone call this morning at 930. It's uh, not the way that I wanted to wake up. Um, but, you know, the good news is he's asymptomatic. He feels he feels fine. Um, you know, hopefully uh, we can get him back as soon as possible. The, you know, my, my thing is, you know, I had to have conversations with our players to let them know what was going on and, and you know, just, just to stay positive and tell them that, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. This is this is kind of the life we live in right now. You know, we're, we're trying to play baseball through a pandemic. And, um, unfortunately, these you know, these are the things that, that might happen. So, um, our guys are good, you know, you know, they're going to, they're going to be ready to play, you know, they're going to stay, going to stay positive. Um, you know, and they said, you know, they're going to pick, try to pick up one tonight and, and, and go from there. So, um, you know, I just hope that one, like I said, one, uh, doesn't feel ill through all this and that he gets back as soon as possible. If I were to ask you any other year, what's a concern of yours in heading into a season? I'm assuming health would be it, but I think it's health of a different kind. Given what we're in, is this maybe one of the toughest situations, or is this your biggest concern? Something like Juan Soto, a player testing positive for COVID-19. Is this? Does everything change this year? Is this your biggest concern for the entire season? Every time you open the, you pick up your phone in the morning. Uh, no, no doubt. Every time. Every time we take a test and we wait for the results, you know, you hope that everybody's negative. Um, you know, and, and it, you know, it so happened to be Juan Soto, but it could have been any one of our players. Mm-hmm. And the feeling is, the feeling is not good when, you know, you get that phone call and, and uh, I heard it, you know, he tested positive. So, um, you know, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be, we're playing through this pandemic. Uh, we got to be extra careful. You know, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, the only time I ever take off my mask is to, speak to guys like you on the phone or, you know, Zoom calls. You know, I'm always by myself. I eat by myself. Uh, But other than that, the mask stays on my face. Dave Martinez, skipper of the Washington Nationals, joining us here on Baseball Tonight. First pitch for the uh, Nationals and Yankees comes your way just after the top of the hour here on ESPN Radio. Skip, you are the skipper of the defending world champions. Did you even get to enjoy being a champion this offseason? Well, yeah, I did enjoy it. Okay. All right, good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and it, it's it's been fun. It seems like it seems like it was eons ago though, uh, going through all this. But um, what's funny is today's. So I don't I don't often wear my ring, and I decided to wear it today mm-hmm. just because it is opening day. And uh, you know we, we we were supposed to get them, you know, second day yep. into the season. So uh, I just thought I'd wear it today at the ballpark and let the guys know that hey, we we are defending champs. Dave, congratulations on the title again last year. It gets put to bed tonight. We have a 60-game sprint to the finish. Uh, I say best of luck and stay healthy all every time. But like you said, and uh, we've talked about, it, it means a whole lot more this season. Thank you very much. Stay healthy for you and your team. Thank you so much.
That is Dave Martinez. My conversation a short time ago with the national skipper tonight with Juan Soto being out. Andrew Stevenson is in the lineup. He is batting in the eighth position, and he is in left field. This is game one of our doubleheader on ESPN television. Kevin Winter with you. John Shambi, Chris Singleton have the call here on the radio side of baseball tonight, presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Game two of the television doubleheader tonight is the Giants and the Dodgers. Yesterday, Mookie Betts signed a 12-year extension with the Dodgers, giving them the second richest contract in baseball history. Trailing only Mike Trout. But man, Mookie's worth it. And Betts swinging away, blast one. No doubt about this one to left center field. Look out, Lansdowne. Mookie Betts has seen two pitches tonight and served both over the green monster for home runs. Since 2016, Betts has a war of nearly 33 and a half. Second best in all of baseball. He's posted four straight seasons with at least 100 runs, 40 doubles, and 20 homers, which ties him with Robinson Cano and Albert Pujols for the longest such streak in the expansion era, which began in 1961. Down the line, Betts picks it up, spins, throws, tag! Out in second! What a play, Mookie Betts. He is out of this world. Betts has also been one of baseball's best defenders over the last few seasons. He has won the American League Gold Glove for right field in each of the last four years. And he ranked second in Major League Baseball with 93 defensive runs saved since 2016. But can Mookie help Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers get over the hump? The Dodgers have won seven consecutive division titles, the third longest streak since divisions came into existence in 1969. The Dodgers have made it back-to-back appearances in the Fall Classic during this seven-year postseason run, including in 2018 against Mets and Red Sox. But they haven't won a world title since 1988. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. The great Vin Scully there. Our thanks, Will Fleming, WEEI. Kevin Winter with you. Giants-Dodgers back half of the television doubleheader, the Nationals and the Yankees right here on ESPN Radio. Major League Baseball brought to you by Granger. As you get back to business, Granger is there to help with the supplies and solutions for every industry, safety, recovery guides, 24-7 support, and more. Visit Granger.com slash recovery. Want to go to Chavez Ravine, Alda Gonzalez, who covers baseball on the West Coast, Angels and the Dodgers. He now joins us on the Shell Pendle Performance Line. And Alden, we're bringing you in because the Dodgers have Clayton Kershaw on the mound tonight. At least they did. They now do not. What happened? Why is he not pitching tonight? Yeah, so a few minutes ago, they actually announced that Clayton Kershaw has some stiffness in his back. So he has been placed on the injured list. They have called up Dustin May, who was, quote-unquote, optioned a few days ago. I use that in quotes because there's no minor leagues this year, obviously. Right. Dustin May is going to start today. They don't know how long uh, Clayton Kershaw is going to be out, um, but it's Clayton Kershaw and it's a back injury. He obviously has a history of those, so it's you'd be naturally concerned if you're a Dodger fan right now. I mean, we're looking at 2020. We we finally got off the ground here, Alden. We haven't thrown first pitch. Juan Soto's missing time because of COVID-19. Clayton Kershaw can't even hit the mound because his back is acting up. This is where we're going. You, But obviously with the back injury history for Kershaw, how troubling and how concerned are the people in the Dodger organization? This team is ticketed as one of the favorites to win the title. Yeah, and so initially, Dave, um, you know, he used the phrase that they were trying to be prudent with holding him out of the start, and he said that they were going to err on the side of caution with this. I think it's still a little bit early. One positive might have been that Clayton felt better. He, he injured his back uh, in the weight room on Tuesday, according to Dave Robertson. He reportedly felt better on Wednesday, and it sounds like from what Dave said that he just couldn't get it loosened up on Thursday when he came back to the ballpark. But it is concerning. I mean, look, the Dodgers have a multitude of talent up and down their roster. You don't, you don't need me to tell you that. Right. But if there was one question mark heading into this season, it was probably their rotation because they lost Hunshin Ryu, they traded away Kenta Maeda, uh, they lost Rich Hill to free agency. And David Price, the guy that they got over the offseason along with Mookie Betts, opted out. So you were already looking at a situation where you needed guys like Julio Rios and Ross Stripling and Alex Wood to step up in the back end of the rotation. Now you add Dustin May in there, who, granted, I mean, he's a very promising prospect. He impressed a lot during this summer training portion. But, you know, they're just another man short now. Um, if, if any team can stomach... Uh, losses on the pitching side, as I've said before, it's the Dodgers. They they have incredible depth, but 
It's a 60-game season. There's not much margin for error. And every injury, every stint on the injured list is, is, a really long, is a really sort of, it's a really tough blow for a team because of just how short the season is. Alden Gonzalez covers the Dodgers, covers the Angels. Joining us here on Baseball Tonight on ESPN Radio. Kevin Winter with you before the Yankees and the Nationals game one of the TV doubleheader. Okay, now the storyline for the Dodgers was going to be the rich getting richer and the contract that they gave Mookie Betts. He's locked in. What does what are the trickle down effects now throughout this Dodger lineup? Well, I mean, you're adding maybe two of the five best outfielders to the same lineup, and so just the depth of this lineup is is, is absurd because they're going to lead on most nights. It's going to be Mookie Betts leading off, then it's Max Muncy, then it's Justin Turner, then it's Cody Bellinger, then you could go Corey Seager and an AJ Pollock and Jock Peterson, and it's just legitimately like one through nine it's just elite elite hitters and to have somebody like a Mookie Betts um at the leadoff spot just sort of getting on base for guys who are just historically really good at driving and runs I mean it's just this is going to be one of the I, I would I, I would say that this is one of the scariest lineups maybe in baseball history uh not just um not just the ability that Mookie has but he's so good at just sort of with his strike zone discipline and not chasing and he's just sort of the perfect leadoff hitter and I mean if you had I feel like if you were just sort of dreaming a scenario for the Dodgers this offseason and you thought who is the guy that I could add to this lineup to just make this absurd uh, the only name you would come up with outside of Mike Trout is probably Mookie Betts and, and now they have him for the next 12 years and they certainly do all the Gonzalez great stuff on the West Coast covering the Dodgers and the Giants it is game number two of our national television doubleheader tonight Kevin Winter with you game number one as we approach first pitch finally for the 2020 Major League Baseball season the Nationals and the Yankees coming up next on Baseball Tonight presented by Navy Federal Credit Union, the best opening day pitching matchup ever. No, it is. You're listening to Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. The right time with Bomani Jones. You know, the quarterback got a red jersey in practice. If I'm a team, you got to put the quarterback in his own isolation, right? According to the same premise, yo, Pat Mahomes would not be having a single conversation with anybody else on the team if I was running the Chiefs. You can listen or subscribe to Right Time with Bamani Jones on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. FX on Hulu is now streaming. It's probably the best idea I've ever had. It's a complete no-brainer. Including your favorite FX shows like Atlanta, American Horror Story, Fargo, and more. Even exclusive new series, Devs, and Mrs. America. And streaming soon, A Teacher, starring Kate Mara and Nick Robinson. And The Old Man, starring Jeff Bridges. This is not someone to underestimate. See why Variety calls FX one of TV's hottest brands. FX on Hulu. Free with every Hulu subscription. Now streaming. Hey, Sagat, join us Friday. Michael Collins will join the show, as will Mike Norvell. It's a big day for Mike's. That's Friday in the Dan Levitard Show with me, Sagat, on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Never means, what, now seven years. The sports news hasn't stopped. And that's what Dan Snyder said seven years ago. So you've got to give everybody the opportunity to change. From Golik and Wingo in the morning. Where is the leadership from the NCAA? Where are those decision makers? Continuing all day. Once again, everything gets pawned off to the conferences. This is ESPN Radio. This show and all of ESPN is streaming live on the ESPN app. Download the ESPN app today to take ESPN everywhere. To take ESPN everywhere. 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 From the producers of Bikram and the Sterling Affairs. The gold medal goes to Mary Lou Red. A legendary coaching team. Paroli changed the direction of gymnastics in the United States. A decorated program. Get the gold medals ready again. But the gold came. At what cost? The problem was because they went unchecked. A 30 for 30 podcast in association with ESPNW. Heavy metals inside the Corolla Gymnastics Empire. Listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Thursday, it's been a wild, dramatic road, but it's baseball's opening day. Plus the latest on a potential delay for college football. And we play Book It. Go look at Wingo Thursday, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. 
UFC action returns this Saturday. In the main event, former middleweight champ Robert Whitaker looks to get back into title contention as he takes on Darren Till in his sophomore octagon performance at 185 pounds. Plus, former light heavyweight champion Mauricio Shogun Hua faces fellow Brazilian legend Antonio Rogério Nogueira on ESPN and streaming on ESPN+. The NBA is back. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers next Thursday at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Presented by Indeed. Let's talk math for a minute. Things are about to get simple. One plus one equals two. Simple, right? Like jeans plus shorts equals shorts. What happens when you add baller plus maestro? You get an ESPN Fantasy Football Commissioner. It's simple math. ESPN Fantasy Football, with insights provided by IBM Watson. Become part of the equation. Start your league today at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. This is Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Don't have time to wax your car? 303 Touchless Sealant is a quick and easier solution. Simply spray on and rinse off. It's that easy. Get ultimate protection and shine in minutes that lasts up to six months. Now available at O'Reilly, AutoZone, and Advanced Auto Parts. Visit 303radio.com for more info. Kevin Witcher with you in our studios. Baseball tonight presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. We are inside 20 minutes away from first pitch of the 2020 Major League Baseball season for the Yankees and the Nationals. Game number one, what a pitching matchup we have. Garrett Cole facing off against Max Scherzer. The top free agent signing this offseason, Garrett Cole led the American League with 326 strikeouts in 2019 and finished second in the American League Cy Young Award voting. In his final year in Houston, Cole set the single-season records for strikeouts per nine innings by a qualifying pitch. Did he go upstairs on the fastball? He went! Strike three! Swing and a miss! Got him on a fastball away. Velocity is the name of the game for Cole. He averaged 97.1 miles per hour with his four-seamer last season, the second highest among qualified pitchers behind only Noah Syndergaard. Cole struck out 179 batters with a thrown pitch 95 miles an hour or harder, but his hard stuff wasn't effective in the World Series against the Nationals. one from Cole. A fastball lifted high and deep. Left center field. This ball's got some carry, and this ball is gone. Juan Soto to left center field. Hits it a ton. On the bump for the defending champions is Max Scherzer, who finished second in the National League Cy Young Award in voting last year and posted the fifth highest strikeouts per nine innings pitched ever. Scherzer has 2,692 strikeouts in his first 12 seasons, third most in Major League Baseball history behind two of the greatest to ever tow the rubber, Tom Seaver and Randy Johnson. 2-2 to Acuna. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Since Scherzer struck out 300 hitters in 2018, tonight will be the first time two pitchers who have a 300 strikeout season on their resumes. We're off in an opening day game. Our thanks to Robert Ford, KBME, Dave Jagler, Charlie Schloes and the Nationals Radio Network. Now, before the big boys, Scherzer and Cole take the mound, there will be a ceremonial first pitch tonight. It's not an opening night like we usually are used to because there are no fans in the ballpark. But in attendance tonight for the Nationals throwing out the first pitch is Dr. Anthony Fauci, the top infectious disease expert in the country and a huge Nationals fan. Nationals veteran Ryan Zimmerman, he Zoomed with Dr. Anthony Fauci recently about preparing for tonight's ceremonial first pitch. Well, the one thing that I realized, uh, which is very humbling, when I was playing baseball in high school, I was a shortstop. And I could go to the gap between short and third, pick out something that was almost in the back grass, and fire it to first base pretty well. So last night, I went up with my wife to one of the the schools near my neighborhood in D.C. I live in Northwood, D.C. Went up to Horace Mann. 
And it felt like I was throwing a brick, Zim. <laughs> it was like, whatever happened to my strength? Dr. Anthony Fauci on a Zoom call with Nationals veteran Ryan Zimmerman. Kevin Winter with you as the Nationals and Yankees get ready for opening night 2020. I want to welcome back ESPN Baseball Insider Buster only because, Buster, you are actually at the ballpark. Matt Vescoge and Alex Rodriguez, they are here on the Bristol campus with me. What's the atmosphere like inside of an empty ballpark? It's totally bizarre, absolutely bizarre, uh, you, you know, to walk into the ballpark and, and you know, you, you come in four hours before a normal game and outside the ballpark, it's packed and yep. the, uh, the, the folks are running the parking areas are waving people in with their flags and the smells, you smell the hot dogs, you smell the popcorn, <laughs> uh, you smell all the food that's being grilled. It takes you 20 minutes from walk from one side of the ballpark to the other I'm standing in the concourse here, and it's completely empty. All the food is all wrapped up in plastic wrapping. All the vending spots are all wrapped up. There's nobody here. All the bathrooms are locked, which is going to probably be a problem at some point during the course of the <laughs> evening. Uh, and just in terms of covering the game, you know, I'm used to being uh, down by the dugout, and, and I'm at the, instead at the back of the, the concourse and looking at players from afar and squinting my eyes and thinking, I think that's Eric Thames. All right, uh, and things like that. Do you have an assigned seat tonight, or can you be and live every kid's fantasy, and that's roaming an empty ballpark of forty five thousand while there's a game going on? Well, I kind of do have my own section. I'm telling you, there's going to be no competition for me. I'm at section one twenty three <laughs> behind home plate, and every foul ball that comes back, uh, I, I you know I'm probably going to have a shot at it. Although I suspect I'm going to get a nasty look from Aaron Boone or from Davey Martinez. <laughs> And it's going to be like a high school game, and they're going to want me to get the ball back. <laughs> Buster, only he is in the ballpark. Uh, it is going to be different for everybody, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting going forward. In the end of this, Buster, we're hoping that we do crown a champion and another World Series champion. So let me ask you this. The Nationals repeat as champs if? Uh, they can repeat as champions if they find offense in the middle of their lineup. And that's why you know the loss of Juan Soto on the eve of the season is just so devastating. Last year... You know, they had this great Batman-Robin combination between Anthony Rendon, who has since left to go to the Angels, and Juan Soto, whose uh, historical comp is Ted Williams. And now they're going to be without Soto for a while. You know, what teams have found is typically for players to get back-to-back negative tests after testing positive can sometimes take in the range of 21 days. That's not a small amount of time in a 60-game season. That's like 30 you know, 30 to 40% of the season, their pitching is going to be good. I think the fact that it's a shortened season helps the older guys like Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin. Their bullpen is better, but they're going to have to find offense in the middle of their lineup. Speaking of the shortened season, Buster, only, uh, it also has created interesting scheduling. And I know the Yankees are their prohibitive favorites, uh, according to the boys in the desert, to, to win a championship along with the Dodgers. But how does the shortened season, particularly the schedule-wise, set up for the Yankees? It's tougher for them because they're playing against the National League East, uh, you know, which is generally speaking a good division with the Braves and the Nationals and the New York Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies. But, Kevin, I don't know if anybody's going to slow the Yankees down. I, I, two weeks into summer camp, I was fully prepared to take the Rays as my World Series favorite. I was talking them up. I was talking myself into it. And then I watched the Yankees in their last seven inter-squad and exhibition games, oh, my God. Uh, they return? This is a team that led the majors in run score last year. Uh, you had Giancarlo Stan and Aaron Judge miss over 200 games between them. They didn't have Miguel and Duhar. Now they're fully healthy. And the biggest question for me was in their rotation, well, you know what? Jay Happ looks good. And James Paxson looks fine. And Jordan Montgomery, the beginning of spring training, Aaron Boone was telling me, you know, Jordan Montgomery's boy, he's, he looks fantastic. And I was just thinking it was Booney being glass half full guy. And then you watched him pitch the other day. He looks like he's ready to take a leap. This is the best team I've seen on paper since those late 90s Yankees teams. That is saying an awful lot. Buster only enjoy the game tonight. He's got the call the television side. Matt Vascurgeon, Alex Rodriguez. Buster is in the ballpark tonight. Kevin Winter with you. I want to let you all know as well that before the National Anthems tonight, it was both the Yankees and the Nationals all taking a knee and then in, uh, in, in unity and in support of social justice and then rising, and they were all standing when the National Anthem was played. That'll do it for us. Baseball Tonight, presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Up next... 
We're going to play baseball in 2020. This is Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dentist to actually believe you? And you're flossing every day. Absolutely. Great. Um, And you're cutting down on your sweets? Of course. (laughs) Wonderful. Then I don't even need to look in there. Great. See you in six months. There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details. From faulty breakers to broken windows to leaky pipes, roofs, and water heaters, homes and businesses around the country can't work until the pros do. That's why Lowe's created credit programs that work for pros. With everyday 5% savings on eligible purchases,